What is up, everyone? We are so excited today. Thank you so much for joining us. Come on in the room. Have a seat. Have a seat. Grab a chair. Get a cup of coffee, water. Relax. Relax. Just do it. It makes me think of Zoolander. Anyways, (laughs) my name is Maria Weiler, and I am one of your hosts on the Bold Women Podcast, and I am here with the one and only Meryl Wilson. That I am. That that she is. (laughs) We are so excited today. Like I've already said, we yeah. have a spe- we have a special guest today. But before all but of before that, before all of that, I get to do your spiel. The spiel. Go ahead, friends. You know what's gonna. You know what I'm gonna talk about. Find Especially on- if you are a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on social media. Yeah. How about that? Check us check out. out. Check out my fun reels that yeah. I that I've been. She's creating. very good at them. I'm not actually. She's getting better. I'm working better on than it. me. I'm working on it. You're Listen. doing well. Full-time job plus this, plus a dog's Instagram account, which I really need to tend to, but I have not. Um, And your cooking Instagram account, your food Instagram account. That one has completely gone to the wayside, Mm. but I digress. We're here for the podcast. We're here for the podcast. We're here for the podcast. Follow us uh, on socials. Yeah, we want uh, you to follow us on socials. Um, take a screenshot, tag us. We will repost you and all that fun stuff. Um, like subscribe, share, hit the bell on Spotify so that you can get notifications when the new episode comes out. Love it. And, um, yeah. All the things. Yeah. You can even leave us a voice note. Wow. Did you know that? I did. You can do that. Well, I found that out a couple weeks ago from Byron. Fancy. Shout we out to you, Byron. Byron doing some fancy stuff. I know we're out here. Okay. Well, okay. let's move on. Onward. Okay. So today's our topic, let alone, okay, so we'll give a little heads up. We are getting ready to start a little mini series. This is the first. The first of mm-hmm. hopefully many, mini series. Yeah. Man, many, 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 many series. Yes. Multiple mini series, basically. Um, and this is, it's called navigating relationships. So we're going to be looking at all sorts of different elements of it from romantic. Uh, Let's ge- not give it away. We just okay. have to tune in. Tune in. Yeah. Keep watching. Listening. Obviously romantic is going to be one of the ones that we're going to yeah, be talking about. Clearly. Right. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? What'd you say? Byron? What'd you say? Spoilers. 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 Yeah. We don't need spoilers. In I the thought first you one. said waters. And I was like, I got thought mine. I heard that too as he's grabbing his water. So I was like, wait, what? Okay. Thought I missed something. Anyways. Anywho. Anywho. So today. We'll just have to tune in to find out. Keep finding out. Reco- what, I keep, what we're covering. You could find out if you click the follow and it's automatically going to load for you. Yeah. Get to listen. Get to listen. So today's, we have a special guest today. Yeah, we do. And you know how Meryl and I get super hyped when we have special guests. Yes. So today's topic some is... Some of us more than others. Some of us more than others. This is why she had me intro, because she knew I <laughs> get chatty. So today's topic is navigating relationships on submission. So this is something that, I mean, you can click on Instagram Reels, you can click on TikToks, you can do anything, and you're going to see multiple different opinions about what submission is like in relationships. Why is it even a word? Where does it come from? Good connotations, bad connotations. There's a whole array of things that come with submission. We thought that this just deserved to be talked about separate. Yeah. Just on its own. On its own. So we invited the one and only, drum roll please, Alicia Bailey to come and talk about submission with us. Alicia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited and honored. Yes. This is the this is the Alicia that Maria often refers to in episodes when she's just like, Yeah, Alicia, da da da. And we're like, <laughs> and This is her I occasionally am like, Yes, that's our friend. Yeah. 
this is her. <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's like we forget that there's people who don't know don't us. Don't know. Yeah. Or are not hanging out with us on a day to day. So this me. is our this is our friend Alicia. <laughs> so Hello, everyone. This is her. Um <laughs> so she has lots of wonderful wisdom and she is here to share it with us. But first. But first. The Oxford Dictionary <laughs> defines the word submission. You know, we had to go there. We did or you did? I did. Yeah, okay. You. Seems like a Meryl thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> 100%. Defined the word submission um, is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. So. That being said, that being said, let's take a look and talk about what it's like and how it's viewed to be submissive in relationships in the context of romantic and marital yeah. relationships. That's kind of going to be the main focus. Alicia of our is the married gal in the group here. She yep. is married mur, mur, mur. to our uh, pastor, Troy Bailey, who you may recall was on. Um, not all Christians, Not Christians are the same. Are the, same. the two episodes there, those were so good. That was such a fun conversation yeah. um, that we had. And it was an absolute delight to have him on. So what a treat to have you on and spilling the tea about your relationship. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Troy, it's you're good. not here to back yourself up. <laughs> Wait, it's I don't, was there kidding. anything? To, no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just. Anyhow. <laughs> Other than, you know, defending himself if we were to ask him, like, what's something that really annoys you about him? <laughs> but we won't go there. We, I we mean, there. we all I have those often things. get thrown into sermons, right? And I don't you, really that's get true. to, like, you defend, get to defend myself. Yourself. I just yeah. have to sit there and smile. That's true. Because you have no... Or it's when you've been down doing like chapel kids and like you don't even hear it. You don't even later. hear it. And then you're like. <laughs> I don't even know. Or someone will say a comment to you and you're like, oh, guess he brought me up again. Uh -huh. Like, exactly. That's cool. Okay. Cheap shot. <laughs> okay. At so, least say it when she's in there, man. Right? Like yeah. to my face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think a great first question for us all to consider since we've heard the definition there. Yeah. What does the word submit mean to you? And do you like the word? And you can kind of talk about if you want to, if you want to say like, because for me, I would, I would say past Meryl had a different view of what it was between like now. You know? Yeah. I think it would mm -hmm. be interesting to hear your past Meryl to current Meryl. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to take the floor? Well, I mean, I guess. Sure. You might as well. Might as start well. us off. <laughs> you already kind of cracked the door on that one. So. Ding dong. Ding Here dong. I am. Here she is. <laughs> um, the submit to me um, a long time ago. So something that I was thinking about today, actually, when considering this was like, um, <clears throat> I took it as something negative. I also, if you haven't noticed over us talking about things, as you've gotten to know me over this podcast, I have historically had issues with like people telling me what to do. Um, well, nobody really likes being told what to do, first of all. Period. I don't think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that I've always had just sort of like a negative connotation with that word. Um, I don't know. I associate like weakness with it. Um, somebody who's not strong enough, 
um, the weaker individual will submit to a stronger or as the, you know, the definition says a superior, Mm -hmm. um, force. Uh, so that has always bothered me. I haven't really like, I wouldn't say that that really, uh, bothered me in terms of like submitting to authority. I think my parents did a good job of like instilling that in me as a kid. So I respected people and authority. I respected my parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but just like in like the romantic sense, I don't, I, I was thinking about how, how much stuff I unknowingly was ascribing to like throughout college, like these wildly radical feminist views, Mm -hmm. um, and allowed that to like really impact a lot of how I viewed and operated in relationships and not to mention it was also during a time where like I was not walking with God. Yeah. He had his hand on my life for sure. Still does. But like I definitely was just like not, you know, I wasn't Victor walking with the Lord during that time. And yeah. so, yeah, it was really interesting to just kind of like think about that and just it just ruminating over like some of the conversations that I've had around men, about men and things like that, where I was just like, Meryl, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Yeah. I think too so. though like the day and age that like we grew up like teenagers and young 20s and adults like going into adulthood like it was a big thing like miss independent like mm-hmm. independent women that is a Kelly, like uh, Destiny's Child Kelly Destiny's Yes, Child. like yeah. I mean it was like spoon fed to us like all the time like that was something to be paraded around about like so proud and like Sure, of course, independence is a good thing, right? right. Like, absolutely. Of but there's course. balance to everything. And I think at some point we, like, got in one ditch. We you have know what gone, I mean? Yeah, we've gone like, off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, it's just being young and influential, like, you know, being able to be easily influenced, mm-hmm. like, with culture, and your pop culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and there's an element, too, of, like, growing into self, where it's like you should be independent in some you should break right. away from your family yeah. at like you like yes they're your family but you are still your own individual definitely more towards but it's more towards like, the like i don't need anyone i don't need anything side yeah and i, I would also say, say i don't i don't recall especially like in high school i don't recall conversation about about submission like the husband wife relationship in church or in youth group i had to go to church my butt had to be in church every sunday and I had to go to youth group every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Did you go to youth group in high school? Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, all the kids <laughs> that went there was like, there was like, was like two <laughs> kids that actually went to my church. And then it was like a bunch of kids from surrounding schools that didn't go to my church on gotcha. Sundays that went. Okay. And I really don't know. Why I'm just, I don't know why I was like, oh, no. Clue or either. there were kids that were like homeschooled that would go to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was, uh, I don't know. Okay. It was a weird thing. Mm. But yeah, I, that that was also something too. Was like that wasn't like talked about. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, right? at no, least uh, not I don't to my really remember those ever. conversations yeah. really either. What did you guys think? What did you guys think about it? Or did you ever get I, a thought? Did it was it talked about when you guys were growing up? Because I know you two were both also raised in church. Yeah, we talked about it, but I think it wasn't <clears throat> in necessarily like this is what submission means kind of way. I think it was always one of those like. More so from the aspect of like, I just knew men were the head of the household, quote unquote, like 
in the aspect of like leadership, not in the aspect of like women didn't have an opinion, your um, that you didn't have any, um, you had anything like that. It was never in yeah. like my values less than. I just knew um, that like by head of the household, it meant like my job is to lead my family. Like I just, yeah. I understood like that's kind of more so what it was, not necessarily like you're to submit, but yeah. it was more so probably taught in the way of like, the man leads his family like and so understanding that also being said I like I was was blessed to see like my mom very much always had the ability she had her opinion she had her input she had her say I mean like so it was never like my my dad's end-all be-all kind of your thing. dad didn't like lord that over he didn't her. Yeah, lord like it modeled over well. her I feel like it was modeled fairly well um it just in knowing that but I would say there was never like any deep well, that I can recall, yeah, like deep dive conversations about this is what submission means. This is what I knew. Like, okay, I know. Okay, like, so I want to be pursued. Like, so when you first, like, when you first started, like, thinking about the word, though, like, at any point, you know, what did that? What kind of connotation did that have for you? Not bad. I think I thought of it more so like, um, like covering and protecting. Okay, would be my initial thought. In that realm, because I think I had it modeled well, but I also think it can be absolutely abused. And yeah. I've, and I've seen that on the flip side too. We'll get was, to it. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, I think my first initial thought in the aspect of relationships is it didn't make me feel less than, I think I saw it as, um, like a, like a protective thing. Yeah. I think I like, I, I came from a broken home. So like, I, yeah. I like had trouble with it off and on for a little bit. So like I was raised by my mom primarily. So single Mm -hmm. independent mom in that, Mm -hmm. like in our generation. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I was, you know, fortunate to be raised in a Christian home. Like she loved the Lord and praying mom for me. And, you know, we didn't always like frequently attend church, but definitely had, good stretches and seasons where we did. So I had that good like foundation and being instilled within me, but still like I was broke, you know, I was broken, broken home. Like, Mm -hmm. so my view on that was broken. And so like hearing culture and other people. And I do remember like as a teenager hearing a lot of negative connotation going around about it. Mm -hmm. Like I remember people talking about, Oh, there's this one church like in our town or whatever. And they're like, very radical like with scripture and like in their marriage vows like the wife must submit and like all this thing like I just remember hearing other Mm -hmm. people talk about it and stuff and so like it just yeah you puts like question marks right like oh okay like like, does yeah that I mean they make it sound pretty bad and pretty like lording over or whatnot you know Mm -hmm. so I do remember like kind of toying with like, oh, I don't know how I feel about it or, you know, what it really means or anything like that. I was fortunate to have um, some modeling, like of some good friends Mm -hmm. that were like two parent home and that sort of thing. So it kind of helped bring clarity um, like in a different way to me. So I think like, and it brought the truth to me, right? So Mm -hmm. scripture is truth. And so um, it like broadened my horizon kind of in that sense and thinking like toward it. And actually yeah. seeing like this is it, what it like, could actually look like. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's interesting. Cause you also, since 
and you know, Maria and I both our parents are still married and, Mm -hmm. um, how, how, okay. So given your experience with that, how do you think that impacted like your view on gender roles and things like that? Like traditionally it's like traditionally, oh gosh, this is going back along. This is not, I'm not talking about like right now, today's day and age. I'm saying like anywhere from the fifties to like what the nineties I would say very traditional for the man to be the breadwinner Mm -hmm. at home. Um, A lot of times, if possible, the woman is the homemaker raising the kids. 40s Um, to 60s. I feel like we as a society have really uh, gone off the rails in the other direction where um, childcare and things like that, that is not being done by the immediate an immediate family member or whatever, like people are really quick to go to, you know, daycare and stuff like that, which this, I'm not knocking on people that use daycare. Okay. Hater beans, settle down. <laughs> I am saying like, There's there are, there are people, there are people who would say their preference is to take their kid to daycare rather than have, if available, a family member or family members like coming into the home, helping out and stuff like that. Cause there's a lot of other cultures. I mean, I think of like, um, gosh, Latin and Southern American cultures where it's where like family members like move in and like they help raise the baby, like the first, the first year or so at least. And like, that is just not the case here in the United States. And so we're so spread out here too. So it's one of those, some people don't have families that could help. So yeah. I think that's a piece too, but yeah. go ahead. So what do you think, what do you, how do you think that that has had um, an impact on like gender roles? I think that was another one, like I had to struggle with for a little bit because um, I was really close. Well, you know, being raised in a single mother home, mm-hmm. she, um, you know, thankfully like had her parents, my grandparents to help. So, and my grandparents were married till each, you know, till my grandmother passed first, mm-hmm. um, so all the days of my life and my grandfather was the breadwinner. And so like I had that model there and oh, okay. they, um, they believed in the Lord and everything like that too. So like I, I got that modeling like from there and I was very close. I mean, they were kind of my other ones who raised me basically. So, but then being in a single parent home, especially female, like I had to see my mom like, work and fight and struggle like so hard multiple jobs you know all of those sorts of things and so it's like on one hand it's like oh well yes the woman can do anything you know that she needs to do just like a man and whatnot and can do all the providing and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but at the same time I then obviously got to see the real real side like in those times and moments when like my mom couldn't hold it together anymore, you know? And like, it's a very different real weight, like on a woman that I don't, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like what God has and has intended and purposed. And so like knowing that, and then also just instinctually, like as a child, like I can remember like craving for my mom to be a stay-at-home mom like Mm -hmm. when I was in elementary school Mm -hmm. like oh I want my mom to be home when I get home from school like and come home and like she's in the kitchen or Mm -hmm. you know whatever like I had like these like 
ideas in my head and I don't fully know where they came from, you know, probably because you had friends, probably friends and those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, um, so I think like just some of that, like there was wrestling obviously with it, but I think deep down, like knowing that it's a heavy weight for just one person to carry. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like I just knew like I never wanted that like I I truly like wanted the balance and I could see like the value and no like obviously um like I have a relationship I've always had a relationship with my dad but um it hasn't always been like the best and he hasn't always been there consistently all the mm-hmm. time or whatnot and so obviously I have like a different view because of that too like feeling yeah. and knowing the impact of the lack of the yeah. man every day there too and so I think it actually pushed me further into like the more I guess you would say traditional uh gender roles of Mm -hmm. like wanting that for myself and my life and just seeing the value of them yeah feeling them too Mm -hmm. I think that um gosh 2000s 2010s probably was a time period where it was like you know, you see culture kind of go the other way where it's like this whole, this whole thing. I remember me personally thinking like, how stupid, so many times, (laughs) how many times I would be like, yeah, I don't need a man. Everyone's like, yeah, Meryl, you're so great. You know, you're like, you can, you're so, you're smart, whatever you can handle it and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I totally can. I go, and then it's like, And I'm glad to see that I'm not the only one that like bought into that stuff because that has just been like, that has seriously been like widespread. Like if you went to college, you probably heard plenty of that because almost every single major, you had to take some sort of women's studies course. And like, that is just full of that sort of thing. And, um, I, I, I remember thinking, gosh, especially after my divorce, Like, I remember thinking before I got married, like, this is fine. Like, I don't care if I am taking on more of, like, the traditional, like, male roles in this relationship. Like, I am fine with taking care of the bills. I am fine with making sure the house is also cleaned up. I am fine with making sure that I'm, like, the one that's, like, cooking when we do cook and things like that. I'm fine with the one making big decisions. Like we're buying a house, we're doing this to renovate the house and all this Mm -hmm. stuff because I knew that I could do all the research. I knew like I could set a deadline and I knew that I would get it done by a certain time. And like, I didn't have to, I just sort of, yeah. Depend on somebody else to do it. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't have to, I didn't have to, I didn't have to rely on my ex for anything and I didn't have to worry about my distrust that I already had in him to handle certain things, or that it would be because I would level. just do it, and it wouldn't, yeah, and it would get done right, and it would do it would be mm-hmm. done to the level of um, excellence that I wanted it to be done, right? Which um, is just honestly like that was a really crappy thing for me to do on my part in that relationship. It was really crappy. What? Even though he was not a good person. Well, there's this element too. I hard think. for me to say that, but I, but that yeah. really was, that was a huge part that I 
that was my contribution to a lot of like the toxicity and negativity in my in my mm-hmm. marriage and my relationship with him. But that's also like that's the byproduct of this whole mm-hmm. yeah thought movement ideology whatever is the fact of like I can handle it. I don't need anybody else. Like, yes, I want you. I want you on my journey. I want you to come along, but no, 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 I don't need but you. Got and, <laughs> and so then like it throws off this whole, like, I mean, obviously it's imbalanced, but like, then it's got this whole like different mindset going of like, we don't see how actually hindering that mm-hmm. is to another person's growth and development yeah. and your relationship, Yep, you know? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's all, it's going to be so much better if I just do it. I take control. Mm-hmm. It's all about me, you know, mine. Like I don't want to have to all, all those things, well, you know, but like you don't see that byproduct like yeah. until you experience it sadly more than likely on a negative side, yeah. some way, somehow. Well, and I think yeah. especially within marriage too, like the goal of marriage is becoming one, right? So there's this yeah. element of- I really bucked up against that. Like I had a really hard yeah. time with that. Like this, like it's this concept of like, if it's really hard to become one, if I don't learn that I have to depend upon you for something. Yeah. And that yeah, ultimately that I don't trust that you're going to- keep your end of it yeah and it might not be what I want exactly it might not be up to my standards I'm saying this hindsight looking like looking back to like it might not be up to my standards that I want it might not be um exactly it might not be in the exact time frame that I want it done in but like is that going to be something that we're going to work through to build unity in it where I think ultimately that's kind of where the submission comes into play is that it's a forced it's forcing us to come into unity on something where yeah. opposite of that, that independence is like, I got me, you got you. We're going to come together on a couple things, everything else. We're going to stay apart versus yeah. like, it's keeping us from like fully coming together. Yeah. Dude, I had a serious, one. I had yeah. a serious like identity crisis when I was submitting all of the paperwork to change my last name after I got married. Yeah. Oh, I, Okay, I knew that like that was not a healthy I wasn't in a healthy relationship. But that aside, let's just say it was a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I had a serious issue with changing my last name. Cause I was like, people aren't gonna know me as this person. Yeah. Like this even this just changes everything. Like mm-hmm. people like people aren't going to know anything about me when they hear my first name with this last name rather than my previous one even though i had there were some like connotations depending on where i was at you know like in my small town like my family was kind of known for some interesting (laughs) interesting things you know yeah small towns small towns yeah hey and uh so i mean but like I don't know. I had, I, you know, I moved to Kansas city and stuff. And then I was like, Oh, my name's going to change. And like, I was building a reputation professionally. And then like my last name changed. I even had some people that were like, Oh, I thought that like, Oh, you're Merrill, you're Merrill Wilson. Mm-hmm. Oh, your last name changed. You must've gotten married. Congratulations. Oh my gosh. I got so many of that. Like congrats. All the name change divorce actually. Oh, my also, bad. Yes. <laughs> also yeah, that, on the flip side. Also that, that came through when my last name <laughs> yeah. changed back to Wilson. Yeah. yeah. 
the people that were like, oh, you got married? That's so great. And I was like, where have you been? <laughs> nope, opposite. Like, okay. uh, no. And they would be like, when was the wedding? Uh, five years ago? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, gosh. But yeah, I remember like really just like, oh, I felt so weird and so uncomfortable yeah. about that. I remember the social security department lost my application, so I had to go back twice oh, to have it all oh done. Geez. Oh, I was my like, gosh. I was like, not that like bringing my divorce decree out and going through all my paperwork <laughs> once isn't great. I have to do it again <laughs> because it you lost so I could get my news. <laughs> and then when I got up to the window the second time, the guy was like the first time they were just like, oh, no, we don't have it. So I went back in the second time. The guy was like, no, you it's in here. I was like, I don't know what y'all are doing. But I would prefer not to have to drag all this documentation out again if I could please have. Yeah, can my I like not look at that? Thanks. Social yeah. security card. Jeez. Or the number of times you had to like bring out your divorce decree and your new social security card, and it was like for to like proof anything for you yeah. wanted to do, for it, anything you wanted to do for like the first two years like, after you get married, for, almost. It's thanks like, for the memory everywhere you go, and then yeah. it was one of those. It's and like, then you forget certain things, like uh, rewards accounts for like an airline or whatever, yeah. and then you have to send them proof that you oh, why you even, have a different last name again, and it's like oh, and what blows why my do you mind need that your rewards account, yeah. <laughs> What gets my mind is when they're like, we need your divorce decree and your updated social. And I'm like, first off. Okay, but I get it's also an airline, all right? I knew somebody was going to say something in their car about that. But then here's (laughs) this. I'm like, I had to have my divorce decree to get my new social. So can you just take my new social? Because I had to have one to prove the other. I just, I don't know, yeah. this one. Some of my cards still have my own last name on it because I'm like, I'm not even. Oh, and I love it when they send back your, uh, your old passport with a couple holes. (laughs) <laughs> in it what do i need this for why are you sending this back to keep me keep it go ahead You're the shred feds. It. do you not have please. a shredder yeah, yeah. seriously there's have, have a bonfire shredding. do something there's companies <laughs> out there i can give you our names but no we're also gonna just like Anyways. re-traumatize you and send this back in the mail here you just go just a reminder yeah <laughs> don't forget this happened in life <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, that was a random tangent we went on. Maybe we really needed to get that out. We did. That was Air it out. Air it out. Oh. But that was just like a really strange. Yeah, that is strange. That felt really weird. I mean, that wasn't weird for you to like change your name. Did you either one of you guys like kind of feel like, ooh, this is weird. Like my identity is changing. I remember having like other girlfriends who kind of had that moment like the morning of like the wedding and stuff oh. like that of like, oh, I'm no longer going to be like. Yeah so-and-so family like yeah I'm now like gonna be this person you know and it was a little Mm -hmm. like whoa for me though but again like I come from broken home and everything like that I also met my husband when I was 16 years old so babies yeah and so and we had been together five years by the time we got married um so no I was I was really more elated, like, wow, I get to take this guy's last name, you know, and mm-hmm. just like, we're starting a new thing together, yeah. you know, and, um, I'm you know, excited for the next I'm time excited. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, I think know, it's I'm an like, honor. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Like, I, I look at it as like not losing my identity, but I'm like, oh my gosh, what an honor that you're willing to give me your identity yeah. of like. I'm not, I don't see it as like, I'm less than I see it as like you, like that what a an, really sweet thought, like what an honor that you love me enough to be like, I'm actually going to give you yeah, part like I of you me. To take my last I want name. you to take that because mm-hmm. I want you to be that for me. And yeah. like, I know I feel wear I, that for the rest, wear of, your that life. For the rest yeah. of your life that like you 
not it's not like you belong to me, but like that's mine. Like that's yeah. my wife. But you do. But it's yeah. that side of like, I don't know, I I view it as a really like <clears throat> honor. Like I feel if someone gave me was like, I love you enough to give you my last name, I'm like, I am floored like yeah that's really that you would give me like give me that mm-hmm. that spot in your life like thank you and for us like we've kind of just a little tidbit side note but um like f- nowadays especially since we have children and stuff we flipped um like the name of our anniversary and we call it like our family birthday and so like oh, we say like we're celebrating our family's birthday today. And it's like the birth of a new family. And like so Meryl is like, unwell just, right now. <laughs> that and is so like so cute. but I mean that's what like that's, that's what it is. You know, as Christians, yeah. that's what we believe. Like that's what God's doing. Like you were saying, Maria, like he wants that. us to become one. Mm-hmm. So like something new is being birthed that day, you know, like mm-hmm. something new is happening. He's like starting a new thing. Like you're not you know, for us, like we're the Baileys. So we're not the former Bailey family, you know, and I'm no longer an Evans. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, they're still our families. We love them. If they're, you know, a part of our lives and we interact and engage with them, but like, no, God's doing a new thing here. Mm -hmm. Like this is a new thing. Like nothing else is more important than this and what's happening and being established right here, right now. And for the future. Um, and so it's okay, Maria. Banks right. I know. I was like, sorry, First I gave off, you a little extra. You slammed your water bottle down five minutes ago. <laughs> I did and not. I looked up at you. I set it down quietly. <laughs> it made a noise. Well, you know what? We'll find out when we listen to this episode. We will. How loud it was. And Just you're going to hear it. And I will write a comment. Byron's going to have to rough it out. Probably. Byron's going to Byron's, Byron's throwing his arms around right now anyway. Yeah, he is. He's like, like dial it down we ladies. can't wait till we get video so you guys can see all of byron's reactions to everything that we do and my facial expressions and Meryl's to facial expressions <laughs> okay facial expressions are what's gonna be it's great. gonna be oh, then we have to put makeup on every Ooh, th- oh. no. the eyebrows shooting around the eyebrows well if you don't have your eyebrows on no one can see them because they're blonde <laughs> it's just gonna be like what's your what's your face doing no one can't see <laughs> can't tell ah, that's awesome turn Ooh. off the light turn she off glows the in the dark Ooh, both yeah. of y'all do. My two little porcelain queens. Thank you. You're welcome. You That's so the much. nicest way. To, thank you. Yes. It's actually thank really you for using the proper terminology for porcelain? our skin. Yes. Yes. But you know, it actually I'll even is. take fair. But you call me pale. I'm going to get violent. Uh, yes. You know, Agreed. So I'm like, I do I look ill to you? Am exactly. I sick? Seriously. <laughs> wow. Kidding, that was a Wilder. joke. You don't. Whoa. You don't at all. Thanks. I am. It was a joke. Tan people over here just have, you know, being other. olive, those olive undertones. Oh sometimes it's hard in life. Yeah. You can look sick. Right. Too. I can look sick. Yeah. Dead jaundice. I was jaundice. <laughs> I, was, I was born jaundice. If we want to go so there. Was I. You took it there. I didn't. You yeah. were too. Yeah. Jaundice babies unite. I was born Let's months go. early. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Were well, you jaundice at all? I don't believe so. Byron, I was you early, jaundice? but jaundice no, queens. Not jaundice. Let's go. All right. JQ. <laughs> Yellow and mellow. Let's, Let's go. Wow. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Okay. Reel it in, ladies. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is a good spot for yeah. reeling. Yes. Okay. Reeling. What role do you think the church has had in the abuse of the word and or concept of submission? Oof. Do you think the church has done a good job explaining what it really means to be submissive? Why or why not? We sort of started touching on this. We sort of started to touch on it, but I think let's yeah. pick up our shovels and dig. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. You don't want to have to go too deep. 
Throwing dirt around here. We can just get a spoon. Okay, I have a yeah. really funny story about a spoon. In We're digging. just doing a spoon. Okay, let's get. Can just I tell the story real quick? Make it quick, okay. Wyler, and so, don't make me regret this. <laughs> one of my friends had lost one of their um, pets, and they did not want to flush it down the toilet or throw it away. Is it a fish? No, it was a little reptile. Oh, oh. And flush it. Anyways, mm. well, anyways, so. <laughs> They didn't have a spot to bury it. And I was like, well, I live by a nature trail. Oh, and then they're geez. just like, well, I don't have a shovel. I was like, well, I got a spoon. <laughs> and so I grabbed wow. a spoon and we walk out. But then we ended up not having to bury it that way. We buried it under some leaves because a small child was near and we didn't think they were. <laughs> so we had to like rush out of that. But oh, I had goodness. a spoon a ready. Story. I had a spoon ready to dig. Leaves. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What do you think dig on this? Graves, dig graves. Dig graves. Right. Okay. Little okay. baby graves. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's please move away from that story. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So back to uh, the role churches had in uh, the abuse of the word or concept of submission. Well, like I said, when I was a teenager, like they're uh, just hearsay, obviously. So you heard about it through other churches. Yeah. Like other churches, um, you know, like extreme on the wordage. But I think... I think the problem is, is oftentimes on these subjects that are very vital, like Mm -hmm. to Christianity and life, there's not enough said, like they're too quiet. They're too silent. And then the little blurbs that are said leave way too much like room for gray, like Mm -hmm. just, you know, so like so much thought and to them that like. Then you have all these wild trails and thoughts and imbalances come in. Like, so I submit to your husband blank period. Like I just think like like, a complete missed opportunity Mm -hmm. for the church because it's just like, it's just like, as they say, you know, if you, if you don't teach your kid about certain things, say for example, if you don't teach your kid about Jesus, then someone else is going to teach them about something that they believe in. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, you know, your role as a parent is to instill those kinds of things and, and values and stuff like that Mm -hmm. into them. Otherwise somebody else will. Yep. And that is where the church is screwed up is because I don't think I, if, if I, if my memory serves me correctly, not a peep went through my first Baptist church about any of that. Sure. I'm, I know marriage was talked about and things like that, but like, expressly really digging into right practicality like what, what does, does this, this look, look like, like? Yeah. <laughs> no but we've uh, had like, many times like yes. so many times about that it's like stuff sometimes is just preached and it's like okay that's cool what does that look like yeah. when i go home and i'm irritated yes. at this person that's in my house i can't stand it i don't agree with what but they're I doing bound my life to but them I bound my life to them <laughs> so, what does that look like yeah. yeah so it's like so if you so if churches have been silent on it then the world is telling everyone what the church means mm-hmm. right? and now we are busy trying to go well no that's not actually what it is we're sitting here mm-hmm. trying to like explain for almost like when we previous see it in the generations extreme. we're trying to correct course yeah. here and it's made things all the harder or or people have uh grown up and they have experienced like serious church hurt where pastors have used that to manipulate uh yep. people that go to their church um because they are either friendly with 
a spouse or something yep. like that. You know, who who knows? Because it has lots been. of nefarious reasons um, it to has use been that absolutely to, to manipulate mm-hmm. and um, to um, confuse people about about their role in a marital relationship. And I think that that's just first of all that made things awful. But then the churches that have gone silent. I don't know. That might be worse. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, just like you guys said in the beginning, like, look all over social media, mm-hmm. you can come across plenty of reels about the imbalances of mm-hmm. femininity and masculinity. And so, yeah, staying silent is not the right route to go at all. Um, you know, obviously, on one hand, like, let's be wise in what we share as well. But at the same time, like, you can always, you can correct course when you're moving, right? Like, mm-hmm. but you can't like steer Cities. if you're not. Yeah. So like if yeah, you're just true. a sitting parked car in one spot and there's nothing else, like this is it, like, well, then yeah, what are people to take from it? And clearly like mm-hmm. there's just, there's just so much off like within our culture, at least in America like yeah. be causing in the gender yeah. roles and all well, of that sorts of things. And I think that that is, I think that has also helped or assisted is a better word has assisted, you know, even people like me who, you know, sort of bought into a lot of like feminist, like ideal types with regard to relationships and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, things should be balanced. Things should be 50, 50 things should be, you know, I should be allowed to go to work if I want to why anyone agreed to that okay i am so here we go i have a bone to pick <laughs> let's go <laughs> i have a bone to pick with the older <laughs> generations of like why did you think that it was a good idea for me to be at work 40 hours plus a week i want to stay home <laughs> yeah i don't want to go to work yeah i want to pop out babies yes please <laughs> oh oh i have to i have to have your children oh darn well, I also think there's this piece. It'd be better than dealing with freaking Janice over in the copy room. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh. I don't have a Janice in my copy room. I'm just saying. I'm this just making a random name. I'm going to laugh if tomorrow you oh, go to work and they're like, hey, guys, Janice. She's going to be running. <laughs> just so you know, if you ever come across my podcast, I wasn't talking about you. I was not talking you. about you. That was before you started. It was the it day was, before you literally. started. Literally. <laughs> Um, oh I don't gosh. know. I do think though that there is a piece where, and hear me out, that I do think that God was aware that culture was going to change. So I do think that there's this well, element where like, people have gifts and like surprised. some people, like, because I've had conversations with women who they're like, I'm a better mom when I work because that's when true. I, like when I am home, I'm literally like, I got like what I need and like I'm using my gifts and the things that are put in me in this element. So like I talked to them too, like they have zero desire to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Then you've got the other, the other moms who are like, I can't not work. And I feel like a terrible person because I'm missing out on the development of my child. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think some of it is this side of. It's quite a conundrum to be in. That's for sure. Right. And I think our culture too has put things into play a just cost of living huge one mm-hmm. um so like don't you're, even get me started yeah, on it. um, it's like that. a whole different thing where it's like <laughs> i feel like whatever we're kind of in this weird spot now where whatever you are wanting to do it's like your hands are somewhat tied in some ways of like you have a lot of women who would love to stay home but they can't and like they can't damned afford if you do, it damned if you, don't. damned if you do damned if you don't yeah. so i think sometimes looking at 
like, what does it look like now is, okay, what does it look like? Like, yes, they're like, and some, I do think that some of the gender roles, like I do, like, I love traditional gender, gender roles. I would love for a man to be like, babe, I got this. Let's go. But I also think, but I also think there's this element too, where it's like, it might look different in different seasons where like, Hey, you, you just hit a really hard time at work and you just got laid off. I'm going to carry that for a while. And that's like the beauty of becoming one. So I think this side of this submission piece is that's also the thing about marriage they don't talk about either no like it's it's and submission's not, a two-way street it's a two-way street yeah. yeah and i think there's this piece where um i heard the pastor i don't remember which pastor it was say this once but it said you become married in an instant but you become one over 50 a years lifetime. yeah and it's like you're not immediately one but no. you have to go through a series and work and ebb and flow to become one. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't happen. You think it does, but it's like, no, you start the journey when you become married and then it takes the rest mm-hmm. of your lifetime to actually become one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where the submission comes into play. Um, and then I think where, how you kind of asked the question about like, has the church been bad and silent about it? I think we get, um, the human nature gets really, really ugly when, you know, pride comes in, when selfishness comes in and all those things that we're constantly fighting against anyway. So you have situations where, and like, and that let us say this on this podcast again, we are never for abuse at all. So just throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah. We're not talking about that. No, I'm just saying, but to, I'm talking throw to it the audience, there. not you. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, we just have to say it. Yeah, we're not we're not talking no, about the abuse of relationship. Not. But like definitely. this is one where it's like I think it can't that's where it has been taken and twisted where you know you might see generations or situations where it was and so people are, of course they don't want that so they're going to go polar opposite of that. Like, right. you know, I saw my mm-hmm. mom not get an option whether or not she wanted to work or not. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get to, she didn't have a say. Like my mom right. didn't have a voice. So middle finger up, I'm going the opposite direction. Right. Exactly. Um so I think that's but then also again it's not talked about and there's you know lots of different things where it's like to be able to like work through that and that like hey, well that's not healthy. So like that's not how it should be. Right. Kind of thing. Mhm. So I was just thinking about um, a conversation that I had with our friend Chelsea. Shout out to you, Chelsea. <laughs> hey, Chelsea. She is a avid listener. I am scrolling. And yeah, she's so great. She's always sharing. I know. Thank you, Chelsea. Yeah. So if you need also, if you need a weight loss coach. <laughs> yeah. She's your girl. She is your gal. You should probably look her up. She's ChelseaJenny.fit. Yeah. On okay. Instagram. And she is fit. Yes, she's she fit. She's been kicking my butt. Crushing it. See yep. you, Chelsea. Love all the pain. Feels good. Um, okay, keep going because I just need to find this because she and I like, literally were having actually she and I were having this conversation pretty much was basically just like um with regard to like gender roles and stuff like that. And uh I I she and I had we were just kind of chatting about it and I was like, gosh, I just feel like you know, it's so weird that this was like modeled for me and yet I took up all of these strange like attributes of someone who would stereotypically you would probably call them a feminist mm-hmm. or whatever, but it would be like when I was dating, I would be like, yeah, I don't need 
I don't need flowers on Valentine's Day. I want flowers on Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, shoot. Yes. I do and now. All the I time. Do, <laughs> I do now, but I've said that before. Yeah. And then I have uh, actually with my ex, I said that. He heard me say that. And I said it like I was freaking proud of myself or something. Like I was cool because I was this low maintenance kind of gal, right? And I thought that made me more appealing to men. Yeah. And like, I think that's also been a twist that is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I was, mm-hmm. and that's what Chelsea and I were talking about. And I was like, it's just so weird. Cause we were like, oh, weird. We're the same person once again. But it's like, we, I would say that for example. And then when I started dating uh, my ex-husband, I, it had come up where like Valentine's day. And after it was like our, within our first year of dating or whatever, and he didn't like get me any flowers or anything like that. And he goes, yeah, you literally said you don't like that stuff. So why, why would I go I, get that for I you? Want it. And then I was like, well, I mean, but, but deep I, down you're like, well, but I, but I really did. I really it. was like kicking myself in the face <laughs> for that mentally things, yeah, for a long time. because oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Along yeah. that. And you said something earlier that made me think of this. And I've had conversations with men. Multiple. That's, I don't know why I added that. Okay. <laughs> yep. We know men is plural. Wow, Rhea. Multiple plural men. Yeah, we got it. I'm okay. just saying this is coming Go from more than, more than one person. Uh, yes. About how they are having men. a very hard time trying to navigate how to be men in the world where, especially like in the, mm-hmm. this dating side where it's like, I don't know how to pursue a woman anymore from the element of like, typically when I do, sometimes a woman's like, what are you doing? I can do this on myself. And it's like, I was just trying to show interest or this aspect of, um, because things have been so like, where the, and I think distorted, distorted. And mm-hmm. I think there's this element where even like as women, like Meryl, you and I are in this dating spot too. It is this hard where it's like, okay, like, yes, we want some of these things, but m- there's a lot of men that are, I would say afraid to, and it's out of like respect. It's like, I want to honor and respect this woman, but I don't know what they think. Does that make every sense? woman's telling every me something woman's different, telling me something different. Like, and it's not, um, here's a piece of advice for women. Um, how about you just let them like give men, even if it's a super small one, give them an opportunity to show you that they're a man. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes do we run into where men my are tire afraid pressure's to. Low. I don't have a tire pressure checker. Do you have one? I think my tire's low. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Let me run to my car and get that. Hopefully they've got one. Or they're like, uh, be right over. And he stops by a store to get a tire pressure checker or something. You but know? I yeah. think that there are some that genuinely. If you have an older car that doesn't already sense that for you. Okay, guys. I know, right? Jeez. I can just yeah. feel all the heat. New. But it's like we've. Um, <laughs> but even that like concept. Hear me out of like opening doors like I've watched so many people where they're just like oh they don't have to do that for me and it's like so it's like men there I think there's this piece of dude I get excited if a dude opens the door for me yes (laughs) I'm like I am a queen at the gym the other morning here I am like at the gym the other morning there's these two bros that always go together and um one of them opened the first door to the gym and I was like oh thank you and then the other guy was like right in front of him so he pulled open the second door and I was like double time this is great thanks guys yes. <laughs> so nice and I was yes like, make a big deal about yeah. it yeah but I do think and I don't know if you agree but I feel like sometimes 
our men are in like a really tough spot where, Absolutely. like you said, like you, you they said, don't want to be creepy. They don't want to be creepy wanna, yeah. or be taken or taken for like advantage of, or sometimes I think they just don't yeah, know. Right. And I think that's why some are so lackadaisical saying it in this way of like, yeah, even created being a world where with, you don't have to try. But I think the same also, man for 20 years, like it's yeah. still a thing. Like there is a lot. They're not mind readers. <laughs> They can't be no. as much as we want them to be. It right. is not in them. That is not how they were created. And so in the day and age that we've been living, there are so many cross mixed signals going around. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, we're feeding this one thing. Like I can handle it. I've got my own. I can do it. Da, da, da. Great. Awesome. But is that what you desire? What is your desire as a woman? Like, do you desire, like, I'm proud of you. Yes, be a strong, independent woman so you can take care of yourself when you have to, if you have to handle your mm -hmm. own. I want to do that in a but, professional sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, but, like, in Boss when man. it comes to yeah. a significant other relationship, uh -huh. hopefully yeah. future spousal relationship. I want to melt. Is that what yes. you want? Mm -hmm. Putty. Okay, no. Then, <laughs> yeah verbalize that like yeah. that's okay yeah. have those conversations yeah. like i think that's, that's a big piece, like the conversation that's the pride part. side right like yeah. oh no no no! i don't want to like let my guard down you know or whatever like what whatever the thoughts and emotions yeah. are behind that yeah. that are keeping you the main one and the root obviously is pride but just like you got to figure that out like and draw the line and be okay like that's mm -hmm. a sense of you know that's a whole other thing, yeah. but like you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open yeah. and that's going to allow them to then enter and step into the role that they are supposed to be, you know, and create yeah. to be. And mm -hmm. that's what I was going to say about like the whole gender role thing. And I don't know if we want to go there yet, but we were a little bit mm -hmm. is like when I talk about, or when I personally, when I'm saying like traditional gender roles, yes, of course it can be equated to like the man taking care of and providing and mm -hmm. like that's how my house is I'm thankful like I'm able to be a stay-at-home mom and a wife and homeschool our children and that sort of thing mm -hmm. but there was a good time of our marriage that that wasn't possible and I actually was making more mm -hmm. than my husband I was mm -hmm. a supervisor um for a good Ballin'. you know like part of our early years of marriage and stuff so it's just the way that God blessed us and like you were talking about mm -hmm. Maria like seasons are different right so yeah. we have to learn to be able to be okay. But like the gender roles is like, they're supposed to be the caretaker. They're supposed to be the yeah. covering. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be able to come in yeah. and be the strong, secure ones where the women don't have to be. That's the difference between like mm -hmm. masculine, traditional and yeah. feminine, yeah. traditional, so to and speak. And I think like, the other, I think the other issue though, to what you're, to your point, Maria, and, and to what you're saying too, is like. You know, if you've got if you've got young single men that are saying, like, I don't know how to do this, and yeah, that's that's because the freaking nuclear family in the United States mm -hmm. has been completely annihilated. Yeah, like, yeah. who, how, how, how else is a guy supposed to know mm -hmm. how to treat a woman if his dad's not home modeling that for him mm -hmm. with his mom? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like, and I I feel terrible for men who are single and trying to navigate this who grew up with without their dad in the home on a regular consistent basis mm -hmm. like that's awful that is that's and then and then you you 
if you graduate high school, if you go to college and if you graduate college, you come out into the real world and you're like, how the heck am I supposed to do all of this? I, I don't, I don't blame any of you guys at all. That's freaking awful, which our listener base of men has gone up to 7%. What? Yep. Two to seven in a week. Let's go 7%. We see you guys. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was 2% go up on these series. You know, I just feel bad. I I feel bad Mm -hmm. because it's like, I, I, women are also, we also don't do a good job, Yeah. but we decide to, we often try, I, we often try and fill those spaces. Mm -hmm. Like we see an empty space and it's like, Oh, I'll step into that. I'll provide an answer. This is a question for a man, but here we are trying to answer it for them. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know what to tell you because I'm not a man, never been one, yeah. don't want to be one because that's I, a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, you know, it's like if, if these guys that you're talking to. Um, I'm but it's like a eclectic blend of it's yeah. just like paying attention or just from believers to non-believers, young to old, just different phases of life. It's kind of that like. Yeah, I'd be telling them to get their butts in church. That's what I'd be saying. First of all, it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if you want some kind of guidance, you need to start going to a church and watch how men are mm-hmm. operating and acting around their families and watch how the pastor treats his family and his congregation and all of that. Like, I mean, how else are you supposed to get a model that, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, that's what, for, you're, looking right. for, that's what right. you're looking for. I think for sure. ultimately, I mean, we know too, like it's the relationship with Christ more than anything because yeah. my husband is our pastor and yeah. Um, great example. You know, like he's had to, learn all on his own. Like he comes from a broken home. He never Mm -hmm. had a father in the house. And then the male figure that was in his house was an abusive alcoholic, Mm -hmm. like just plain out. So like he didn't learn affection. He doesn't know what that's like. Like, and he will flat out tell you, like he said it, he's like, I'm broken. Like I'm a broken individual and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do these things, but I'm going to try till the day I die, like to Mm -hmm. grow and keep doing it, you know? And like, that's the piece. And the, and the thing is, is it's an, it's through an intimate learning, growing relationship with his Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where all of this comes from. The whole submission thing comes from is Christ. Like, Christ and his bride, which is the church. And that's where you're going to learn it more than anything. And as much as yes, like try and find relationships and couples and people like Mm -hmm. to, you know, gain on your side and have relationships with and mentor you and be those good, truthful, godly examples for you. Um, but then also like, it's only really going to be expanded upon with your own personal like relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Agreed. This makes me think of we have the next question, but it ties in with this and it's Ephesians 5, 22 through 23. So you had mentioned something about like, this is what, you know, like, like scripture says about like the church and like this example. And it set up this, it says, wives understand, this is from the message version. It says, understand and support your husbands in the ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as a church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church, a love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His works evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how a husband ought to love their wives. 
they're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds it and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And that is why a man leaves his father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is the clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church. And his and he and this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself and loving her, in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. So what do you think, um, like mentioning that, bringing up, why do you think people react negatively to Paul's instruction here? Well, because it sounds very like, oh, wives basically forget yourselves, right? Like it's all on the man, like you kind of, in a sense, is that kind of? Yeah, or just your thoughts on it. Yeah, just like I think that some people take it as that, like, or can take it as like it's all on the husband, like you are to submit, but really, yeah, this, the message, you know, is a little bit more expanded. So it's nice. Like Mm -hmm. it it talks about like, I like how the message reads, how deeply he actually means towards this and what it actually is supposed to look like. So like the whole referencing of like, how are you treating yourself? Like should be far more like how you're treating your wife and those sorts of things. Um, Well, and I think that also it's like, he just held them to a standard, right? So now it's like, now you guys are both accountable for your relationship with each mm-hmm. other. And people don't like being held accountable for mm-hmm. their actions. Mm-hmm. You know how many times you probably see in relationships where you just see the, the spouses, both of them, going off on each other about how you don't do this. Yes. It's always, it's always in, um, um, what's, what's it, it's always Ulti- in ex- like ultimates. Ultimates. You don't. You never. never you always. Yeah. And then it's like, me, 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 me. You never think about me and like all the stuff. And it's right. Just like, like the wrong way that you're thinking about yourself and right. that person where it should actually be like reverse. Like yeah. you were saying, yeah. like it's, yeah. you know, like what am I doing my part? Like that I was asked to and yeah. not thinking about myself, but how is that right. affecting the other person or how am I right. affecting the other person and doing good, bad there's a, yeah, there's a standard set. And like, and I think that, you know, if people aren't raised to understand that, then that is a huge reason why the divorce rate is so high. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like people don't have an actual understanding or concept of what it really means to submit to your spouse. I saw this real a while back. I sent it to you guys a long time ago, but I didn't think to look for it again prior to joining here and uh, recording this, but, um, it was like, it was a woman that was speaking and she was basically, she was talking about submission and she mm-hmm. was like, you know, everybody calls like, says that submission's like a dirty word, but submission is really, submission is just allowing the other person to fully be in the role that they're supposed to be in. And like, yeah. you are getting out of their way so they can serve you mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And like, and both that's ways. what, it's, that's what it's supposed to be. Yep, That's good. And but. if you're both sitting there thinking of submission as like, Oh, the woman has to be directly under a man and she, she doesn't have to, a voice. Yeah. She doesn't have a voice or a say because whatever he says goes and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you operate under that, you're gonna have a really awful relationship. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I always think too, it's this piece of like, if I go into this thinking, how, if, 
how is this going to benefit? How me? is this going to benefit me? That's okay. This isn't going to work. Be married, yeah. This this isn't going to work. But if I go into it and I'm partnered with somebody who's like, how can I help benefit you, and vice versa, and they're thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Now we're submitting to each other's needs, and it's going to function drastically different. And right. ultimately, your needs will be met. Because yes. I'm, th- I'm looking out for your needs and you're looking out for mine. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm pointing to Alicia, but like, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean? I know you're not a man, but if you okay. were, I would be saying Besties it this way. Of honest. But like, we've been exchanged that. So like, yeah, that side of like, yeah, if I'm looking out for your needs, you're looking out for mine, our needs are going to be met. We're going to be fulfilled. And it's like, I'm submitting I'm submitting to your needs because I value your needs more than I value mine. And I know mine are going to be taken care of. And it's just like what you're supposed to do in your relationship with Christ and the way that Christ has modeled his relationship with the church is removing yourself from the picture. Mm -hmm. Like you are to be considering that person before yourself. Yeah. And honestly, if you think about that, I mean, I don't know because I don't have a successful marriage to speak of yet. But I will, because I think this approach, I mean, oh man, if I knew what I knew now, I probably would have never gotten married in the first place, but hindsight's a thing. Yes. But it's like, no, now I'm, I am, I am excited to get married again because I have so many more tools now to use and like a different perspective and like my, yeah, my, my perspective on, on relationships, gender roles, all of that stuff has been like changing and everything and like, and, and for the better. And so I'm, I'm excited to be able to experience a relationship the way that God intended it to be. And, um, your wedding's going to be awesome. Well, (laughs) yes, probably. I know. I can't wait for both of these. They're going to be amazing. Yeah. It should just be like a high week celebration. Yeah. We should just as do a long week-long. as we can. Hear this out. Hear me out. I'm hearing this and you. You get married one Saturday, week long celebration up to yours. I get married the following Saturday. Two weeks. Celebration. Two weeks of celebratory events. Well, the we Meryl do. won't be able to be there because she'll be out Suck. on our honeymoon nope. already. Do so. the group honeymoon after your wedding. You say what? Group group honeymoon? That's kind of. Yeah. I mean, it could be fun. You're definitely gonna have like your no. own time, own space. But then you can come together. We're going for to the same place and staying in the same hotel. That's it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's cool. it's not, no. I was thinking it's not like a shared room. No, I'm thinking <laughs> of like I gotta see all y'all all the time. No. Love you, but oh behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Byron. Byron, let's go, Byron. Oh okay. Also, Maria, you know that I would not want that much time with you. No, I wouldn't want that much time with you either. <laughs> You guys Love you be both. Way too happy to be married. You again, will not see so. me for months. <sighs> okay, well, if that's the case, we might have a slight issue. Couple months. Yeah, going out, travel the world, see stuff. Are you gonna take like the yeah. old school long honeymoon? Yeah, I'm gonna hey, be girl. out. Hey, that. I'm gonna be awesome. not, Y'all not gonna see me. Yeah, you probably won't hey. see me. I'm be honest for yeah. a lot of reasons. a long time. Yeah, multiple. <laughs> Oh All right. Gosh. For a lot of reasons. <sighs> Lots of them. It's not a kid's show, but. Children. I was going to say. Go ahead. On the thought of, I think the problem where the negative connotation also comes from is, or just the side that like people don't think about until you're actually in it or like, but, or maybe you do. And this is what hinders you from actually like living this, walking this out or whatever mm-hmm. is trust issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 
really like you, I mean, that's what the whole independent woman thing comes from anyways. Right. You don't have to trust anybody else. I can't trust anybody else. I can't, I can only trust me and mine and what I do. And so like that, and that's like been something that's just been like the Lord's been working in and on me for a long time, obviously coming from a broken home and having like those skewed perspectives just of like my upbringing and what, um, and whatnot. And so like, yeah, like, and I think ultimately is like you were pointing out of how, like, I'm not coming into it for me where so many people do of Mm -hmm. like, Oh, he does this for me. Like he makes me feel this way. Like, I love how he does this. I love how he is this and how he brings home this and you know, all these things. He marks all these boxes, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm looking at it backwards where it's like not looking at it as like I can get behind a man like that and I want to I want to mm-hmm. make him better and stronger and be his cheerleader and whatever because wow look at the man he already is showing me how much more can he be that sort mm-hmm. of thing um and I think because it's a like not the the, the whole trust issue is like I can't trust that they're going to take care of me and mine. Yep. I can't trust yep. that. And, and, and then those for us that are our Christians and believers, like it, um, it's really a deep root of like distrust in God. Yeah. Do like, I not trust yeah. God? We don't with trust God <clears throat> with the person that you say, you know, that you say you believe that God brought you. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you don't trust that God's got you in every circumstance, no matter what or who it is, mm-hmm. yep. including your spouse, the closest person to you on this earth or should be. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in that most intimate relationship and setting. And so I think like and especially like in all world and society and our culture, especially, I think there's a lot of like deep rooted trust issues more than anything. Like we have a lot of distrust in people in general, which I mean, in some senses, rightfully so. Right. But, um, we can't like overcome and get past and get to this place of like, I got you and you got me and that's all I'm going to worry about. Like without correcting that and seeing that and and I start letting God like, come in and touch that and change that. I think something that we also tend to do as believers is like in the aspect of like the trust side of God is we start to put our experiences with humans on him. Yep. So we start to think, okay, um, I upset you. You're going to leave. I fill in the blank. You're no longer who you say you are because that's changed. You were that last week, but something else came up this week that you want better. Okay, cool. Because that's just, that's what we experience. So we put that on God. Yeah, or this silence, person, this you know, the he's silence. not here. So yeah. he, or he doesn't care about this matter because I'm not hearing him right now yeah. or whatever. He's, he's not working. this episode of Lies About God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was actually a very good one. It's good. I, was, I really enjoyed that one. Um, um, but yeah, I think sometimes, so we start to put that on him. So we're like, we don't trust him with yeah. him. And, you know, I've had conversations about that. Like, trusting God with people is hard. Like, Mm -hmm. do I trust God in the aspect of, you know, like, if somebody misunderstands me, that, Lord, that I'm going to trust that they're going to come talk to me about it. And that 
you'll work on it and I don't have to try to like defend every, I mean like would literally down to every little thing. Do I trust him with all those kind of details? Well, or ultimately like, do I trust him with me? Mm -hmm. Like my well being, like that he truly deeply Mm -hmm. cares for me and who I am and who he's made me to be and what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. But we put those Mm -hmm. mistreats of humans. Yep. Like on that relationship like our relationship with the Lord, you know, and that he is not the creator of the world, the one who created and molded us in our mother's womb and our heart and our desires. We don't put that attribute on him. We put the like human qualities and attributes on him and that, oh, he's, he's going to miss it. He's going to be off. And it's like, he doesn't care. He's not working on this thing. That's weighing on my heart. He is not the one that is always faithful. Doesn't lie. Is never changing from yesterday, today and tomorrow, you know, but like that's where then just reminding ourselves and instilling ourselves with his word and the truth, you know, and reminding, but like, yeah, it's that whole, like, no God, like, do I trust you with me? Mm -hmm. Like that you've got me no matter what, anybody does to me or says about me or whatever I see whatever that's where this wall has come up and where femininity versus masculinity and submission and all of that like no I want to stand my own and do my own because well that yeah I mean and a lot of that can come just from being repeatedly hurt over and over like all all Mm -hmm. we know is the human experience and so it's difficult to wrap the mind around something so much bigger than than we are like we can't even we can't even grasp like who god really is and and who he fully is just because we're human beings and we're we're limited in our capability to think think that big and to think that expansively and to think that complexly right and like so all we have is like our human experiences to go off of. And so, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about yeah. like, you know, talking when we were talking in that episode about lies about God or whatever. And like, just thinking about my own trust issues with God that I've worked out and, or that I am working out, but like thinking all the time about, man, well, yeah, I've, I've not been able to rely on, you know, I haven't, I haven't been in a, well, my most significant relationship, my marriage that was supposed to be somebody that I could absolutely trust no matter what. And I was not able to do that. I mean, I wasn't even yeah. able to do that before we got married. So probably shouldn't have gotten married to him. But I went ahead and did that. And it still came back like, no, you still can't trust this person and you'll n- never be able to. But like, even in that sense, even if. I had known ahead of time if I could predict the future and all that stuff, like, but I couldn't. And so I didn't know that it was going to end the way that it did or that it turned out the way that it did or anything like that. But it's kind of like, you know, just in reflecting on things, I think about like, obviously, Meryl, no wonder why you're having these issues. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to think this way because you don't understand. You will not understand. You will never understand until you go and meet your creator one day. So you know, just say all that to say, like, it's okay to, I don't know, I guess like wrestle with that. Yeah. A little. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. (laughs) 
It's going to be an ongoing. Yeah. It is. It, that's, that's part of painful our painful thing too. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. part of the relationship. It's I mean, like just like any relationship. No yeah. yeah. Well, and I think sometimes like right now, and tell me if you think I'm wrong too, but like even in our culture and like outrageous divorce rates is we have idolized like this Cinderella S story house. Like you were saying how someone makes me feel. So the second I don't feel that anymore, I'm gone. The second mm-hmm. it gets hard, I'm gone. The second I now have to work and it's, we're not like, we're not, we don't have the same energy, the same vibe. I mean like all these I don't things love like, you anymore. I don't love you anymore. Like these, like things like that, like, People the are honeymoon stage the honeymoon feeling stage drops, dumb, off, drops off, you know, not that you can't get it back, but right. like there's ebbs and flows to this. And mm-hmm. it's one, I heard a pastor say this once and I was like, this is so good. And he said, the reason why you um, make vows at your wedding is because a vow is there when you don't feel like it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm vowing to love you every day of my life when I know for a fact, I'm not going to love you. That's Every why day of there's my life. the sickness and health mm-hmm. and for richer, for poorer. I mean, it's, it's, it, you make vows. People just gloss not. over that so much because it's just so commonly said, you know. They look um, at it as contractual and not a covenant. Yeah. You know, that's how it's taken more than anything now. And I heard this said too. Yeah. And I think, I don't remember we mentioned it, but I was like, that's so good. But it was a pastor and they were talking about celibacy. Um, and like some of the reason why, I know this is just kind of off random, but it was, it's kind of along the lines of this. But it was, um, they were talking about how, um, like, the world views it as so bad as like uh, kind of like in our lives about God, like he has, he's just a bunch of rules versus like, no, these are great guidelines to help live a really good life. Um, but the aspect of like what celibacy does is it actually allows you to practice for what happens if you hit worse in your marriage. And now you can't have it because someone has a stroke and they can't function. Are you, do you have Mm self-control? Like the, this aspect of celibacy is for, is practice for worse. Yeah. So that, and not that you're welcoming it, but like, it's this aspect of like, what if you do hit poor? What if you do hit worse? Mm -hmm. What if you do hit where this element of marriage is no longer functional for you because life happens, unfortunately, are you now, do you not have the ability to control yourself and s- still stay faithful. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was like a really a really cool way to look. Okay, at but it. also yeah. the self control thing. Like I'm just gonna little just a little comment. Mm-hmm. Go ahead about celibacy. It's like anybody who says I, I think about I think about guys in the past who uh-huh. I've dated or whatever, and they've had an issue with me being like, yeah, I'm like not having sex, and they're like, what? And they'll be like, well, that's like, I need that or like, I can't, we can't date because, you know, whatever. And like thinking about that now, I'm like, how gross, like you cannot, you can't, you're telling me that like, you cannot control yourself for any length of time. I mean, honestly, like I was never even, um, given the opportunity to like even expand upon my thoughts like, okay, like for all, me. for all a guy knew, like, I was just like, no, I want to be in a, I want to know that I'm in a committed relationship before I will have sex with somebody. Like that conversation never even like, happened oh, nope. because they didn't Ryan even, have it. they didn't even try and like ask. They were just like, oh, that's not an option right now. Forget it. And yeah. it was like, it was so, it, that happened so many times to me when I was younger. Like it was so... <laughs> disappointing because it was just like I don't even get to explain to you like where I'm coming from with this or anything like that but then to also just think of like if you 
okay, if you're a man and you cannot go a significant amount of time without having sex, like you seriously need to like just think about your life. (laughs) (laughs) You really need to think about it. And I say that kind of jokingly, but at the same time, it's like for crying out loud, it's just sex. Like, okay. Like (laughs) it was made, it was made to be a need within the proper confines. However, but people aren't doing that. We are also supposed to be exercising lots of other fruits in our life. So Mm -hmm. like, yes, like, self-control uh-huh and but, i think too like our world and culture that, doesn't help like yeah, it, it's yeah, like it feeds absolutely. it so it's like you have people that, who's like yeah and that makes a guy like really unattractive to me too is like a guy who's like yeah i need to have sex every day and da, 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 you know whatever and i'm like okay well bye because that's unattractive to me because that just tells me you have no self-control so so if you and i were to get into a relationship with each other what else are you what what other issue are you lacking self-control with? Right. Like, mm-hmm. can you, can you not ha- handle your alcohol? Are you somebody who is really has anger issues? Like, mm. I mean, what it could, it could run the gamut for anything. Yeah. What's going to happen when you have a baby and you can't minimally for six weeks, but most of the time it's longer than that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's just you where know, some those of those sorts stuff of things like real life, like, like it really yeah, hits. Yes. And what are you going to have when, yeah, your wife just throwing this out there. Your wife puts on baby weight, and you, and hopefully that's still beautiful to you. But what if that's a struggle for you? And now other women are looking more attractive than your wife, and you don't have self control to be like, no, I'm committed here, or you know, just things that like you know, like th- it's so much deeper rooted than just yeah no i'm not it's like oh no there's other factors that's another tip to the guys who are like oh i don't know how to i don't know how to be like the right kind of guy commit to something and demonstrate that you can (laughs) commitment's hot yeah discipline discipline yeah discipline super cute yep the um spicy points go up (laughs) spicy points go (laughs) up drastically Mm -hmm. what was it um judah smith one time he's like He's like, Mary, steady, Steve, steady, sexy. Yeah. Steady, yeah. Steve. <laughs> it was yeah. just funny. He's like someone who's consistent. Somebody yeah. who's like, yeah, yep. yeah, that is hot mm-hmm. for sure. He's you right. hear that seven percenters. <laughs> yeah. Seven we love consistency. Oh, we like them. We don't mind a little s- spark every once in a while, but that consistency sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gets us going. Okay. One question that I have yeah. for you, Alicia. Yeah. When do you, or I guess also Maria in your marriage yeah. that you had, okay, because you do have marriage experience. Um, when did you find it difficult to submit Ooh. to your husband, or yeah. were there times, or were there Maria's times? Hot and ready, <laughs> like because I, you know, I as we're talking about like marriage, no. we've all been through it. You're still in it. Um, we're like, not. We're not. <laughs> We're on sabbatical. We're on our marriage sabbatical. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. So You're six, dear Lord. Yep. Five. Here we go. Let's go. Um, You're going to be well rested. That's right. You yeah, are. You're going to be well rested, oh, refreshed. That. That's what sabbatical is. I love it, ladies. Oh, Take yeah. it. Okay. No, I'm yeah. like, I'm refining. I'm literally. Con- That's what sabbatical is all about. I'm I'm there, was, there were sparks that went off above her head when I said that. You're on sabbatical. 
I know. I was like, that's great. Oh. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So like when, uh, so tell us, um, I don't know, Maria's obviously, she's got, she was ready. Oh, I just, well, you can, t- you can go. No, this is, we have a guest. What's no, no, no. You were ready. I, well, I, you rip roaring ready. Yeah. You I were. was rip roaring. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, what was really hard was when I didn't feel heard or I didn't mm-hmm. feel valued. Like my opinion was of no value and you were just going to make a decision to make a decision. You didn't talk to me about it okay. or I had no, I had no say in the matter. Cause that did start it's to like happen. Just arbitrarily making a decision without talking to you about yep. it. That would, that was a very big one or, um, <laughs> that leaves no room for you to be like, Oh okay. yeah. Cause, um, or I think another thing would be, um, if I genuinely felt like, it wasn't a wise decision and my, and you gave me no space to talk about it or bring up to have any kind of conversation about it. And, um, another part to, um, like belittled for thoughts that didn't agree with the way that they were wanting to. So, or like the direction that we're wanting to go. So, um, if I had, and there's one, there is an element too. And this was something that like, I, like I take, I've taken it as feedback and like looking as far as going married. But I remember one comment that was made to me was like, you never, like you always go with the other person. You never like stand by me. And I remember always being like, well, sometimes I'm like, I'm viewing it different. It's not that I'm not agreeing with you. I'm trying to point out a different opinion, but like in the situation too, it was very much was like, well, you never have my back. You never have my side. So trying to like balance the ultimate that balancing the act of like well I do have your back but look at this too Um, so I think like just there was quite a few situations where I never like my opinion and my view I never felt like was valued and so I think that made it very hard to be like yeah I'm behind you and what you're doing when it's like felt like I don't care about your thoughts and opinions on things yeah, that would be I mean, that that would be like the hard part. And to this day, I think the biggest thing now and one of the hardest parts like coming out of that that I like working on is like genuinely sharing my thoughts and opinions, because for a long time it would yeah, be I like, got to tug that out of you sometimes. It's Yeah, but it's just that because it's my first initial thought is now it's going to cause an argument. <laughs> or now somebody's going to be upset because I share how I genuinely feel about something mm-hmm. and then automatically I shouldn't feel that way. So my initial go to, um, just because like the last kind of couple years within my marriage was kind of just like that, just being honest. So, um, getting to where, like, if I share something that you might not like, or if I disagree with you, I'm opening up a can of worms for something even bigger than what I have to deal with. And so, Yes, to genuinely share is very scary for me at times. Getting heaps better at it, but like that's a very, very real like you you might have to pry, and I can almost like sometimes get to panic where it's like if I say this because there's times I genuinely disagree with people, like I don't agree with that at all, but like just that spot of like sometimes I just would just rather stay quiet versus say something because of like what the effects would be that's wise sometimes that's that's wise sometimes that's just wise not everything needs to be said right but 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 also i see the great value in us being friends Mm -hmm. yeah because i'm as you know a very straightforward person and i am usually (laughs) like give it to me straight 
I yeah. just you're, I'm not which has been made so of good. glass. Yes. I will not break. Yep. Just say it. Yeah, which yes. has been so good. And but but it's that piece of like that's yeah. a very real where it's like, um, I like especially if I don't agree or I feel bad about something, my go to initial reaction is like something is wrong with me because why yeah. I should that that shouldn't be the response that I would get from sharing. Yeah. So that's yeah. I, um that's just I mean it's a lot of therapy in years too working yeah. through that. But that's um I would say that would be answer alicia i would have to agree honestly um and honestly like i've had both i think the times that i've felt it more than anything is in these last several years with becoming a parent mm. um For a whole new like, world i feel like i bet that was whole, whole new, new balancing juggling books. yeah no um and so like and yeah, and so like a whole, yeah, just a whole new role, like learning a whole different authority within yourself and stance yeah. and placement and stuff, but like trying to balance and navigate that too, like respectfully and all of that. But like, I, I've found like the times that it's been hard is like the very same thing where, um, you know, oh, I don't feel like I've genuinely been like sought for my thoughts my views mm -hmm. my opinions or like heard or those sorts of things um and so then like I've gotten to the point where like I'll just force them out there you know like sometimes or or um or be like combative or whatever right. you know it comes it'll come yeah. out in some sort of way it comes you out know, at like some point in some, some point in some sort of way and yeah. I think also with a, like what you pointed out Maria about how like that viewpoint on the other side of like, well, I don't feel like you have my back. You know, that's also been a thing that we've had to navigate as well. And it's, um, and, and so that's what's created that dynamic, like back and forth of like, okay, well you have such this, like you always feel like you have to point out the opposite so that I see something different, you know? And so then it eventually shuts them down from wanting to even ask your even opinion. ask yeah. and yeah. come to you and this sort of thing. And so learning that balance of like, okay, maybe now is not the time to like try and bring a different perspective and just learning like yeah. when to speak up, when to be quiet, those sorts of things. And I feel like that's when just good, is like your point like, in general? Like, yeah, just, I mean, but all especially relationships in this spouse spousal. Because that's the most important relationship next to Jesus, right? right. So, like, 100%. you want that person to feel like their feelings and their thoughts and their opinions matter and are valid mm -hmm. and that you're not discrediting them. Even if you don't fully agree with them, maybe they're just in their feels right now and that's not fully what they think and feel mm -hmm. fully yeah. on mm -hmm. the matter yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, stresses are high or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's kind of been more the same thing in my experience in relationship is just uh, that when when we're off balance, when we're not in sync and we're looking inwardly instead of mm -hmm. at the other person and thinking about them and their need in the moment and not taking things offensively and personally, mm -hmm. um, that's when maybe it's been hard to like submit or come along and be supportive. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking when you were talking sense. about like, especially if you marry an external processor, yes. like they're going to say a bunch of stuff that they and that's probably don't mean <laughs> where you're just that's like, absolutely where you want to be like, Whoa, calm down. That yeah. is not versus yeah. being like, Oh, I really, where I'm the internal and yeah. I almost like 
like you, Maria, but like to a, a, a fault of like, I don't want to share because, oh, it's probably dumb. It's probably stupid. It's probably not valid. It's mm-hmm. not anything. And where like in one sense, it's been really great. My husband has pulled that out of me and like, no, like I do care. You know, I, yeah. I wouldn't be with you if I didn't. I wouldn't be fighting for this fight an argument that we're in or situation if I, didn't, if it, I didn't and those sorts of things. And so then it's those moments that redeem and make it sweet and make it easy to come alongside and be like, okay, thank you. Like you do care and I do want to support you and I want to follow you and, you know, come alongside you and submit. And I think that's really what submission really is. It's mm-hmm. not like, um, you know, it's not like being quiet and meek and, it may have its moments. Yeah. It may have its moments where yeah, you have to be sure. quiet and be meek and humble yourself and your thoughts and your opinions. And this is something I know that we've talked about before mm-hmm. is yeah. Learning when to bite your tongue, learning when to be prayerful, learning mm-hmm. self-control. Mm-hmm. It's all of those things, fruits of the spirit, because there may be times that like they have to learn how to stand in this role and how yeah. to like, they're learning too, you know? Yep. And so like there may be, be times and that's that whole, the whole cycle, trust, trust yeah. the Lord. And then learning, you know, to walk in your own fruits of the spirit and coming alongside and letting that person grow, trusting that God's got you in the process. Mm-hmm. If they're making the wrong decision or the right decision, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, it's just this whole ebb and flow and just a cycle of like growth and everything. So it can be really hard when we get our eyes on ourselves and not focused on the other yeah. person and maybe like their needs mm-hmm. or what's really going on underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's very good. That's good. That's really good. Okay. Sheesh. Well, Alicia. That was good. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me. Do you have any other thoughts on submission? So fun. I just looked down. I was like, wow. I know. Gosh, we could like, keep going we forever. Get, there's so, there's like so much on it. We have like a ton of scripture and stuff too that we didn't yeah. even touch on, but that's so okay. Much more. There's so much more. And I think that's the beautiful thing is there is a ton in scripture that will... Oh, I have that quote. Oh yeah. You want to end, end with the quote? It, we- feminism is mixed up with a muddled idea that women are free when they serve their employers, but slaves when they help their husbands. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good GK one. GK Chesterson. Shout out to Pastor Spicy. Troy PC Spicy. for that one. Y'all, Alicia, thank you so much for yeah, joining us. Thanks for joining us. You did so wonderful. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe, everyone. Right, bye. bye. bye.